Hey, welcome back to the show. It's the Ultimate Playlist Podcast full of choice tracks. I'm Taj. I'm Brandon. I'm Damon. And I'm Dietrich. <laughs> um, Dietrich, did, did something happen to your voice? Whatever do you mean? I have no idea. What are you talking about? Is it like reverse puberty or something? (laughs) 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 He's just so excited about tonight's episode. I I really am. It's going to be scrum diliumptious, I'm trying to tell you. Remember those old, what was it, Um, uh, Arizona commercials where you had the big muscle bound? Uh, what was it? Bodybuilder, and then he drinks like a, he can whatever he can lift, he can keep as far as Snapple or whatever. And he says, hey, "It's all mine." <laughs> I do remember that. Uh, wow! <laughs> well, flashbacks uh, to the good yes. old days. Of- right. So, um, this is episode twenty-five of Choice Track. So, this is kind of a special episode. Uh, Normally, we do a side A and a side B. So normally, side A is we pick a theme, and we do tracks that match that theme, and then side B is we cover a full album. But because it's number 25, we're doing the comic book version of, you know, doing a holographic foil cover, you know, with the with the special arts. It's all shiny and shimmery, you know, um, so you can bag and board this episode. <laughs> and we're doing Wild Card. So we're each uh, coming up with two songs uh, that no theme matching, just songs that we wanted to pick that we didn't think could match any other theme. So it's a complete uh, hodgepodge wild card random shoot of tracks that we thought everybody would like to hear. So, uh, but we'll go ahead and drop the needle on side A, but again, no, no specific thing. So, um, I'll go ahead and go first. Um, so the first song I picked, um, so as most of my songs, I picked a song that was off of a album that I had when I was a kid. So, uh, back in, um, when was the movie really? Sorry. Uh, back in uh, 1991, uh, there was a little movie that came out called Bill and Ted Bogus Journeys. Um, and so it was, um, I had that soundtrack on cassette tape. Um, you know, it was, I enjoyed the soundtrack. I listened to it quite a bit on side B. So it was the ninth track, uh, out of 12 on side B was a little song called Tommy the Cat by Primus. So that song came out the same year on Primus's album of um, Sailing the Sea of Cheese um, in 91 as well. Um, and Tommy the Cat is just one of those songs that's just like you're like you start out and you're like you know this is a slapping bass like it's an awesome song and then you get this little weird spoken word part on it and then it kind of just turns into like a jam band like it, I, I i feel like it has some bluesy elements to it but yeah so it was just a interesting little song that i always enjoyed um but yeah like i to this day i can't tell you where it plays in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. <laughs> so, but it just seemed to me like a random song to have on the soundtrack. But I was like, 
they, I like this song so much. So, um, but that's what I picked was Tommy the Cat by Primus. So, what did you guys think? Anyone? <laughs> oh, Primus! Primus is one of my favorite bands. I love Primus. I didn't know that you would ever pick a Primus song, so this is actually is like a pleasant surprise. And yeah, so yeah, it's, it's definitely far from some of the stuff you picked before, Taj. But um, I like that you know you're pulling this from like Bill and Ted. That's that's a really cool movie series. Like I I, I love. All the, I mean, they're not all as good as you know, like the original Bill and Ted's great, but um, yeah, Primus is is one of those bands that I kind of grew up with too, and just I think a friend introduced me to like Pork Soda, and I was like, okay, what the hell is this? <laughs> Blowing my mind, like completely different from stuff that I was listening to, and it's probably close to the time I was like, you know, introduced to like Pearl James Ten and all this other stuff, like Metallica's Black Album and. Um, not that they all came out exactly at the same time, but they're, you know, that's when I found all that, you know, but, uh, I, I love, I love the odd, uh, timing in their music, you know, and how right. the drum, the, the drummer is great. Um, I just, drummers are phenomenal. Uh, but, uh, the bass too, like they have one of the best bass players in the world, I think. So right. it's down. <laughs> Um, fight me. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's how I feel about that. So, yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, that bass lick on here was crazy, <laughs> right? And I, I was like, how the hell did they keep it going through the whole damn song? Like that that was that was phenomenal within itself. Um, I always love Primus. Um, I, I like Damon. Did not expect that from you. So I can see why it's on the wild card list because yeah, I, I don't see where you would pull that out and we actually make sense of it. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I honestly do like Tommy the Cat. Um, it, it was I had to grow on me for a second, but you know, once I heard the rhythm is in the bass line, I was like, okay, I'm I'm stuck. I'm stuck. So like all those notes that are in between is like crazy. So it works. So I hear you. Yeah, and I'm I'm not too familiar with Primus. Like I never really got into them. Um, I definitely remember some of the music videos, and I remember the the album covers. Uh, but yeah, I never really got into Primus other than them doing the uh, theme song to South Park and. Occasionally hearing a song on on a music oh, yeah. video. Well, Les Claypool um, is awesome. I mean, he's. I don't know how we feel about the artist. You don't like the band, but like, I, 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 you like Pearl Jam's like solo stuff, like Eddie Vedder. I would say you don't like yeah. the band, but like, like, um, do you like him as an artist? And I think I, he does like some solo stuff too. But I maybe I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that'd, be good, that'd be good to do a deep dive into those guys sometime. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, it, it was, it's, it's fine. Um, uh, <laughs> it was, I, I feel like it was in the scene, maybe when they're driving around in the van, like they're heading to the desert, but I could be wrong. It, uh, it's been a lot while since I've seen Bogus Journey, but, uh, yeah, no, definitely like the, the, the guys have said here, it was a odd choice coming from you. I, you know, I like, I like picturing on my head, like, young Taj like listening to Primus and just be like, this is my jam. And I'm like, is it your jam? 
because it just doesn't match up with all the other stuff that you like. So, but um, I am curious. So, like, do you have you listened to other Primus? No, not at all. That's what I'm saying. This uh, is the only Primus song I know. Okay, that is nice. okay. Yeah, check that out adds pork up. soda. Check out pork yeah. soda. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, it, it's it was okay. Um, it, it didn't make me run out to the record store and go pick up a Primus album, you know. Right. But uh, yeah, I I don't know. Just I, I think at this point in in my life, I'm like, I don't think I'm gonna go down the rabbit hole with Primus. So you know. well, it's funny. It's like they came out the same like close to the time that like Red Hot Chili Peppers did too in the '80s, and so they both have. Phenomenal basis to fleas fucking all over the place. Right. Uh, but that might have been that kind of like just the time for that kind of music to come out early 80s. I mean, you're transitioning out from like some 70s stuff. And then, you know, it's just, it's all it's, it's crazy. It's craziness. But it, and all the odd timing just works perfect, I think. I think I think. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no. Go ahead. Well, I, I was just going to say, like, I think one of the things that kind of threw me off listening to it is I wasn't sure what he was saying half the time. You know, like I had to look at the lyrics as uh, on Spotify because I'm like, yeah. why is this called Tommy the Cat? I don't understand because I don't know what he's saying. You know, right. it's, going back to that whole conversation of like, you know, do you like this vocalist or not? And I'm like, I don't maybe that's why I don't really I ever, never right. got into Primus because I don't really care for the vocalist and if we will if we want to compare to red hot chili peppers you know i i think anthony kiedis is that that's his name right yeah he's i he to me he's a he's a he's a far superior vocalist to whoever's in primus so (laughs) yeah different though they're different yeah no they are different but i prefer my personally i prefer red hot chili peppers of course. No, it's, it's definitely, you can tell it's a difference between the two bands and, and the music that they play. Where they're similar at is, or where the, excuse me, where the similarities come into play is, both of them have a funk, rock, soul type feel to them. Okay. So that, and that's, okay. yeah, yeah. That, that, like, that you can hear that, that link of where it comes from in that mix when you hear, you know, the bass lines ripping and, and, uh, and the drummer flipping in the background and, and you've got the guitar licks that you know are there and yet they've got some kind of sonic sound to them. So it's, it's a little bit different than just straight rock. You know what I'm saying? And they definitely are, are more of a comedic style of band because, you know, they'll throw out some songs that'll make you look up to the sky like, what the hell were they thinking? But it works. So I was going to ask, because totally. the song does seem more comically fun than, than like a serious song. Like it's, it's just trying to be fun out there. All they're doing is being yeah. fun. They're more of a, of a, a concert live band than, you know, just studio take, so to speak. Okay. So, yeah. And so, oh, go ahead. Fun about No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead, Todd. Yeah. Hey, I was going to say for the podcast, I did go and watch the, the music video for this. It was like, okay. Like in my head, I had a complete a different picture, but the music video is interesting <laughs> with this. So, uh, yeah. But <laughs> and, what, and what I was just going to say too, is like, I, because I, I have limited knowledge about Primus, when I think back to all the Primus songs I've heard, they all sound very similar to me. Like, I don't know if I can tell the difference between you know, different songs. But again, it's because I don't know Primus well enough to distinguish between songs. But but when I heard it, 
you know, I thought like, oh, okay, either I remember from the movie or, you know, I just heard it on uh, MTV back in the 90s or, you know, or maybe I'm thinking of another Primus song. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, yeah. Yeah. You probably heard Jerry was a race car driver. Winona's Big Brown Beaver. Like that's crazy. Yep. And it was funny, none of those ring a bell hits. to me. <laughs> none of those ring a bell. And yet, like, uh, John, you would probably uh, know. What's that, Dietrich? <laughs> John the Fisherman, American Life. Welcome yeah. to this world. Like they they've got like crazy titles for their songs, and it's like, oh, okay. I, and you actually go listen to them. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> You know, it's something that you could vibe to. They are like chill, a chill band, and then they're also just like a crazy funk band that you could like dance to at a concert or whatever. But like they, they fit a lot of vibes. Yes, they're both, right. they're both West Coast, you know, like the Chili Peppers and Primus. But you know, maybe that's a thing. I, I think I always felt like back in the '90s, I was not cool enough to like Primus, so I never got into Primus. You know? Oh like, shit! <laughs> okay. Yeah, <laughs> like only cool people get Primus. So I'm like, well, I'm not cool. <laughs> yeah, they're they're definitely bar band. Where if you hear them in the bar going at it, like people are gonna start jumping around after that. Yeah, ass. like I, so. I feel like if I start playing Primus, someone would like drive by and go poser. Yeah, you know? <laughs> so try to like uh, like mosh in your front yard or something. Maybe uh, chest bump you. I don't know. Yeah. When the the other thing I, I kind of liked about this pick, which which is weird, is that like I really like the song and like everybody like that bass is amazing, but it's like this is not one of their top ten songs. Like I think if you go through like their like if you look at Primus, like this is not one of their major hit releases. And I was like, but I like this song, and for it just seems weird that this is the one that they used on the movie soundtrack. It's like okay. <laughs> so, yeah, the time was probably big, you know. Or, or maybe it was just the cheaper song that they could afford. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's know? so true. What do you, what do y'all think about that? Like, as far as like affording music as opposed to making your own music. I mean, obviously, you can't just replicate Primus, you know. So. But like a lot of a lot of like movies and shows do that, right? Like they have to like decide: Do I spend a million dollars? I don't well, know I mean, what the average cost is, but people make a career out of picking music for TV shows and movies and stuff. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. Uh, like now, it's called sync licensing, where you okay. get an exclusive contract with with a production studio or, or um, you know some kind of television studio where you go in and make you know tracks specifically for those shows. And you can license them out and you still own the ownership of it, but you know, they got an exclusive contract with those shows and they're able to use that. MTVs did that a lot with a lot of different artists. Um, now you got them all over the place and you know, you have individuals who are actually like their job is to pick out music for soundtracks. Um, you have some folks like, Quentin Tarantino pretty much does his own research and work on it, but for the most part, like you can literally make a living off of that stuff. It's crazy. Yeah, that's amazing. Wow, that's a that's a whole world I didn't even think about. You know, awesome. It's, it's definitely fun. What else Who's you like, Tosh? How? <laughs> what well, else you like? Are we doing? What are you doing? No, let's Hero? let's go. One, let's do one at a time. Yeah, so that, we'll we'll circle back. So I was gonna, I was gonna go in a circle to Brandon. So I was oh, gonna go in order to me, huh? 
Okay. You can hear You're it. All right. So uh, this song that I picked is from the band Pato, and the song is called The Man. It's from a album from 1970. It was actually the debut album of the band Pato. Um, it was named, the band was named after the, uh, the lead singer, Mike Pato. Um, they were a pretty short lived band. I think they were around from like 1970 to 1974. They released like three albums and then the fourth one never even was released until many, many, many years later. But anyway, um, going back to the song, the man, uh, so I heard the man, I think the first time I ever heard it was either in the trailer or the movie to observe and report with Seth Rogen. And I immediately like resonated with that song. And, uh, I just thought it was an awesome jam. And, uh, my, like me and my buddy, um, we like, we just, we were obsessed with that song for a little while. Like it was one of these things too, when at first, like when I heard it in the album uh, on the trailer or in the movie, I'm like, who did this? Cause it took me forever to figure out who the band was at the time when the movie came out. And, um, and then once I figured out who it was, I just could not stop playing it. But, uh, it's not an, it wasn't an easy song to find at first when that movie came out. Um, but anyway, totally dig the song. I think the song is great. Pato was like an English progressive rock band. Uh, again, like I said, they were very short lived. I just like the, the instruments and, and the beat in that song and, and just the, uh, just the tempo of the song. I like how it starts slow and then just breaks out. Um, you know, just, I, it's just a cool song, cool vibe. Like I, it's this kind of song that I feel like, you know, you put it in your headphones and you feel like a badass when you listen to it. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just such a, a good song. It's, it's like over six minutes long. It just, it takes its time. And then when it gets into that beat and the drum, you know, you just, you just get, uh, you, you just get excited. Um, so anyway, yeah, I, I picked it because I thought maybe this was something you guys haven't heard or maybe you heard it in the movie, but you haven't thought about it. Uh, but that was a, my choice was, uh, the man by Pato. So I enjoyed the song a lot. Like it was, it was an awesome song. Um, is I had never heard it before. Um, what, what I'm surprised about is, um, I thought for, for some, I mean, the song's kind of timeless because I kind of thought the song was newer. And then when I looked it up and I saw it was from the seventies, like I was like, you know, this could be something that was released, you know, today you know a couple years ago you know it's the style is kind of timeless there and i was totally like uh shocked that was from the 70s because it it totally didn't date itself um it i did enjoy so i know your other pick but this one had a little bit of a jam session in it i enjoyed this jam session in it um that's going to come up later on when we cover a different band later on but um yeah i i enjoyed your song the song for sure and and then the jam breakdown in the middle of it uh, or near the end totally worth it so yeah nice cool 
I thought it was a great pick. I literally thought it was just gonna be one of those slow riding songs. Uh, I actually turned it on in the car when I was on my way home, and I was like, I was just cruising out. It's like, okay, this this is a chill vibe. Everything's good. Then we get to about like the fourth minute. That's when it starts picking up on a little bit on tempo, and I'm like, okay. And then it goes into like full out rock. I'm like, whoa, I was not expecting that. And I can slowly feel my, my foot going like down on the pedal, going faster <laughs> as the song picked up. So I'm like, I'm, I'm sitting there on the toll doing like 120. I'm like, yeah, let me, let me calm out for a second. So, um, it, it definitely, uh, had those rider vibes to it on both sides of it. So, you know, the first part was definitely chill. The lyrics were great. Um, I, I could tell it was from the 70s, mainly by the production, not because of the song itself, but by the production, how it, how it was recorded and how it came out. Um, but for the most part, like that was a great pick, too. So no arguments. Nice. Yeah, I don't know. It was in, what is it? Observe and report. Is that the movie it's in? Yeah, that's that's where I first heard it was Observe and Report with uh, Seth Rogen. Yeah, I like that movie. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, I guess I could. I was he smoking weed in there or something like the the scene. <laughs> I don't know what scene it was, uh, but yeah, that's, um, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, this is definitely like it. Just it feels like seventies. It feels like sitting around on a Sunday, looking at the sky, because it's the seventies, <laughs> doing nothing, smoking a big blunt or something. I don't know. That's kind of it's kind of what it reminds me like days get confused a little bit. I get that feel, you know what I mean. But yeah, I like the vibe from this man. This is awesome. Definitely has a that like it feels like they look like kind of like Led Zeppelin style, and I mean I love that. Like all my dad's records that he he gave me years ago, like uh, the album covers and stuff. Like they have that like vibe, that look. My uncle's in a band too. Actually, he was in a band called the Little Trolls in upstate New York, and he, uh, yeah, he looks like these guys. <laughs> but yeah, that's I kind of grew up around that, you know. Like my dad looked like these guys when he was younger too. But uh, fuck yeah, man, you tend to gravitate towards the seventies, Brandon. I noticed that's kind of like if you're born in the seventies, but you don't remember because you're you're like a baby. <laughs> You want to like go back to that because you're like I missed out on uh, all those years because I was two. I, I might get around to the '80s once I finish listening to everything from the '70s. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be a nice I progression. Never. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to make some themes geared towards decades. No, I loved it, man. Yeah, that was cool. Thanks, nice. Nice. Taj. So, uh, going next in order, then, uh, it's Damon. What, what do you got for us, Damon? Oh, okay. Um, so my first out of the two picks that I've got, uh, Cowboy Mouth is the band I picked. So I don't know if you guys heard of Cowboy Mouth. When I first moved to Austin, um, it was the late 90s. And, uh, I went to, I don't know what I, it's like some, like, I think it was called Mix Fest. That's like a radio station in Austin. And they had a festival. I don't know how long they did this for, but it was like, I, I got to see like a lot of different bands. And I don't know if they were there, but I, I, I think that for where they're at, they're from Louisiana. That's only about eight hours from us, New Orleans. 
I've taken road trips there before and all that stuff, but I got to meet these guys and talk to them and they were, this is like, that was like in their heyday, I think. And that was like 97, 98. Like they were just like really popular. They had, um, they had a radio hit called Jenny Says. Jenny Says, turn off the radio. Jenny Says, turn off the light. Jenny Says, turn off the video. So I think that was probably, I don't know if you guys heard the song or if you remember it, but that was on the radio a lot in the late nineties, early two thousands. And, uh, yeah, I just really dig the band. So the lead singer is also the drummer too. He's like, he goes insane. He's animal. He's like, he'll be singing and then he's on the drums and then he just like goes insane, like beating on the drums and like, uh, just doing his like, his like stage act. And they're a pretty simple band, you know, they're not like showy. They don't wear big costumes or anything like that, you know. I'd, I'd say they're like, okay, on the, on par with like something like Mumford, Mumford and Sons, like that style of like the way they dress and all that, but they're not Mumford and Sons. They have a little bit of a country sound to them. Um, but I, I just love this band when I, when I first saw them live and, uh, I think Flock of Seagulls were at that festival. <laughs> so that's like a mix. And that's the, you know, the station was like mix 94 seven or something. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think of this band? I mean, what do you think of that song? And have you heard the song? That's what I was, I was try, trying to figure out. Like, how many people remember this? Because it's not like it's on the radio all the time now. Yeah. I had never heard it. Um, I hadn't heard of the band, so it was a nice little surprise. Oh, um, awesome. Yeah, I like to hear yeah. that. So I was like, okay, I, I can see why you pick it because it's definitely chill and 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 it's got those like Aquafest stage vibes to them. So, uh, yeah, I can I can definitely yeah. see that or it's them being performing there or at the rodeo or something of that nature here in Austin itself. So I had no problem with it. I'm cool. I know I don't have really like no problem with any of the songs that we have picked, uh, just for the fact of I love music so. No, the beat's a beat, so I'm straight. So, okay. uh, <laughs> that was really general, and I meant that on purpose. Like, You're just like, I, I like I was, everything. No, no, no. I, I listened to it once. I like everything. And I went back to listen to it again. I was like, no, nah, I pretty much got it. It's, it's chill vibes. Um, great guitar licks. Uh, great, great, um, like, the harmonies that mixed in, I was pretty cool with. Um, and like I could tell when you were talking about the country vibes coming from there. Yeah. They, they yeah. definitely got some grassroots set off in there. So I wasn't tripping. Yeah. The album's got that feel. Now, Jenny says it's a little bit more fast paced. Like that's, it's kind of hard to like place it with some of the songs on the album, but yeah, they have like, he's got a really distinct voice, uh, the lead singer. So, um, yeah, I know that's. I wouldn't say, I, I would say it took me looking at my old CDs and going back and be like, Oh, I did like this a lot. Like, I don't think I've listened to this in a long time, but, um, yeah. So tonight I'm picking my favorites that I haven't heard in a while. So. Yeah. And I was, I was going to say, um, Oh, Ty, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. You, you go ahead. Okay. Um, I was just going to say, I've heard the song before, uh, probably multiple times, but to be honest, I don't remember where I've heard it. I don't know if it was radio or movies, TV, what, what, what have you. I mean, you know, 
Um, Cowboy Mouth, the name sounds familiar, and the album cover seemed very familiar to me, too. But I can't place it, you know? Like, I can't place where I've heard the song, and I can't place where I've seen the album or the band. Um, but when you said that yeah. you told us what the song title was, I immediately felt like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I know that song, and I don't know why. So, um, listening to it again, it, I, I still dig the song. Uh, I think the song's great. Um, it's, it's fun to listen to. I, I like the, uh, I like the, I like the, the, the music, the sound, the voice. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a good, it's a good song. And, and, um, you know, if that song came on a playlist, you know, I, I would totally turn it up because I, I really enjoy it. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'd like to hear that um people still like it. I mean, I I think it's kind of like it, it, that could be good at any time. Like I I I feel like their album was sort of like around the time that Rusted Root was really big and like bands like that, like the late 90s, early 2000s. They could have they I think they definitely did do the festival circuit then. And you would have seen them out there with bands like that. Um but uh yeah, they're Louisiana. I mean, that's there's there in Louisiana. I love going to New Orleans. I mean, that's very chill, and these guys fit the bill for sure. That was just a good time in the world, late nineties. Yeah. So. So, I, it, it was weird. I'm not sure. Like, I don't remember hearing the song before, but it was one of those that when you hear the song, you're like. I think I've heard this song before. I mean, it's one of those things that reminds you of something else, but you can't put your finger on it. I did enjoy the song. Uh, it was good. Um, the, the, what I was curious about, and maybe you know or not, is like, um, not to take away from the song. The song's good. The, the music fine. The lyrics are okay. It kind of reminds me of like a Swedish. Uh, pop song because like the lyrics don't make sense. <laughs> like, I can't quite like the lyrics are catchy. Don't get me wrong. You know, you can sing along with it, but at the same time, you know, it's one of those like Swedish pop songs where you're like, what exactly are you saying? Or what is this song about? <laughs> type of thing. And so I didn't know if you knew exactly what the, what the story was behind the song. I mean, and, you know, I never really looked into like the actual like meaning behind like uh, let it go, let it go, let it go. I mean, I think it's like it's actually what I take from it um, is it's sort of like a uh, like you have nothing else to lose type song where it's also like, you know, you're, you've held back your whole life and now, you, now it's time to like do something about it. And I, they're kind of like a positive band, so they, they, I think that really makes sense for the for that. I don't know where yeah. you're getting the comparison to a Swedish pop song. <laughs> I'm not really sure that I know much about Swedish pop, so maybe you can enlighten me, Taj. <laughs> but, but no, you know, like because um, the oh, what's Dietrich probably knows. You know, the lyricist that he writes like all the songs for, like Britney and uh, Boy, uh, Backstreet. Boy, uh, you know, oh, like, uh, I'm like, like, what does that really mean? Like, you know, it, like lyrics like that. And so that's where I was curious. Cause like, it was, you know, I think they're a little more like, they're a little more like in tune to what the band is, is trying to like, like there was like a writer in the band. It's not like they're pulling it from a main writer yeah. that works with many bands. 
Um, that's the feeling I got. I mean, I could be wrong, but I think they write their own stuff. But uh, yeah, we, we right, it, it just gets like Jenny's telling him to to turn the 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 radio off, then turn the lights off, then turn the video off, and then you're like. What what the heck were you doing before? Where you have the radio, the lights, and the video going at the same time? Like, <laughs> what is going on? You know. And then the afterwards, it's just like let it go. Like, what am I letting? You told me to turn off everything, so it's like. But yeah, it, it just one of those things. It's like if you if you read the lyrics, you're like, okay. <laughs> and and then the whole that the uh, was it the the. Uh, was it the a dime's a nickel and a nickel's not, nothing? You're like, what? <laughs> now, a dime is two nickels. What are you talking about? And then a, right. a nickel is five cents. <laughs> what you're telling me now, a nickel is nothing. <laughs> yes. I feel like I feel like maybe I'll go. <laughs> right. I might go back to like uh, you know, like old sayings and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Now, I don't know all the old sayings, but, like, my wife was talking about some stuff the other day. I was like, what are you talking about? She was like, don't you know? Everybody knows this. I'm like, I, I, I don't even know what it was, but it was like, like yeah. Says. <laughs> yeah. Good old ancient Chinese proverbs. Yeah. Like, where did you, yeah, where did you become, like, a ancient, like, warrior? <laughs> uh, but, our existence anyway. means something. All right. <laughs> And everything at the same time. <sighs> now, yeah. I mean these these guys could be just tripping. <laughs> Maybe they're smoking a lot of weed. I don't know. Um, they're probably having a lot of fun. I think that's that's kind of like what I get from that album and that band at the time. Sometimes, yeah, corny shit works. <laughs> hey. But, I, you know, I think they're a little bit better than that. Though. Angel Dust is a hell of a drug, man. <laughs> Maybe that's what they did. <laughs> hey, that's what a lot hey, of them hey. just to get that, that trip to, to take them to the next astral plane. But it's all good, though, because it sounds good, so you can't complain. Don't do drugs. It sounds good, though. I'm just saying. I really think it's about just, like, it's also about, like, technology and getting away from it all and that's okay. like, you know it, it. That's part of it, but I think it's I think it's really about like finding yourself, just like having a voice, you know, finally just like doing what you want to do. Uh, gotcha. Life's too oh, short, sure. you know what I mean? Yeah. So. Gotcha. I got gotcha. you. That's okay. my take on it. I don't know. I didn't write gotcha. this song. I didn't write it, Taj. No, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> All right. So we're going to go and switch gears to to Dietrich. What do you have for us, Dietrich? I got nothing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what we're talking about. Uh, no. Um, my song came out in 2002. Um, it's about a band, well, by a band that I actually liked at the time because they were like attributed to a lot of like, um, uh, how you want to say it, uh, masculine features, so to speak. Uh, so the song was actually released for a movie. Uh, for those who don't know, it's called The Scorpion King, starring Rock Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, it was written specifically for that movie. Um, and the song is called I Stand Alone by Godsmack. That's the song that I was picked. 
And I picked the song for a couple of reasons. One, because at the time I was so excited to see the Scorpion King, the movie. Um, don't ask me why. Um, don't can't talk. It's 2002, man. Give me a break. Um, <laughs> on top of that, I love uh, all uh, Dwayne yeah. Johnson movies, dude. Man, yeah. So that song, that song definitely hit that that button. On top of that, it was part of one of my favorite games uh, that ever came out. It was a Prince of Persia, uh, Warrior Within. Uh, they used that song to advertise the game as well. So that just hyped it up even more. And then just listen to the song, like uh, lead singer, uh, the vocalist, uh, Soliorna, he wrote it. And um, he just put it all into it. And it's like, you know what? I'm just going to make this like a fucking great song. Um, and he did it and I cannot complain. So that's my pick. What do you think? Oh, it was awesome. And, uh, ultimate, uh, uh, UFC. Um, they, they used it for a lot of, a lot of their promos and things of that nature when they were starting to figure out how they were going to form UFC and, and put everything in motion. Like, um, yeah, they used it there for there. So it, it's got a lot of adrenaline behind it. It's got a lot of, uh, you know, guitar heavy riffs and, you know, the lyrics themselves kind of speak for themselves. So that's, that kind of epitomizes my thought when it comes to rock and, and hard rock. Um, they did win a medal or it was a, a medal choice awards for it before it came out. You know, it's not going to win no Grammy or nothing like that, but it definitely, um, was one of those cool songs that, you know, I attribute my thought process to. So, I, I want to say, Godsmack, did they do like Underworld at all? Did they do any music in the, any of the Underworld movies? I, I, I feel like they were like doing all kinds of stuff like that when they were like at their prime. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they're still a good band. Like they still, you know, they're still relevant and everything. I think I feel like yeah, like they definitely fit the WWF scene. Um, I mean, they're they're badass, and of course, I fucking love this song. I fucking rock out to it all the time, and I swear a lot because <laughs> that's what I do when I hear metal. No, um, part of my swearing, but uh, yeah, I like it. Um, I stand alone is badass. I I think I had long hair at the time. Me too. And so I was like headbanging into it. Um, but yeah, they're like kind of there with like Mudvayne, right? Do you, would you say they're kind of like on the same level? Cause I saw Mudvayne live and not, no, you know what? I think I saw Godsmack with, uh, did they go on tour with the Ozfest? I couldn't tell you off top. Okay. Uh, I just listened to the albums themselves. I didn't go see them in, in concert. Um, they kind of, I can see where my band will come into play with a little bit of Metallica mixed in between. Lamb of um, God. Not, not a lot, just a little bit, yeah. So, um, yeah, I was definitely cool with it. So, I, I like it. I rock out to it. What do you, what do you think, Brandon? Um, um, it's okay. It's not, it's not my cup of tea. Like, I am a fan of metal and I, guess this is metal like new metal but if that's new metal i don't really want to listen to new metal that much um you know i i'm an old school person i guess when it comes to metal and i don't know maybe it's just too uh too loud too aggressive for me you know i'm like i'm that old guy like this is just too loud but 
you know, like I feel like I can't listen to that song just chilling or relaxing, but I can see how the song would be, you know, helpful, beneficial if you're working out. Like mm-hmm. listening to the song, I definitely felt like this could work for like a workout theme, you know, like where like something that will help you like lift weights and stuff. And I totally, I can totally see that. And I think that's the only time that I could picture myself, you know, listening to that song. Um, but outside of that, I've never been in the Godsmack. I, I, I know I'm familiar with them, but to be fair, I haven't gone out of my way to listen to a lot of Godsmack, but what I've heard, you know, it's, it's just one of those like, eh, I'll pass, you know, because I'll just go and listen to Black Sabbath and, uh, you know, um, the real- I, Iron Maiden, you know, yeah. like, that's that's my metal for me. Uh, you know, I think I'm just too old, too old for it and too stuck in my ways to really appreciate Godsmack. So it's just a little it's maybe a little too aggressive for me. Um, you know, this is a guy who picked a folk rock band. So as a choice album and, you know, it probably explains why I'm not into Godsmack all that much. So the song's OK, but uh I, I get why it's popular. It's just not for me. I, I see. Oh, no. I, I can see that that being like how that would affect you. Like you do like metal, obviously, but like different type, a different kind of. I metal. like a different type of metal. You know, like it's just not. It's not my kind of metal, and and like it is metal, I guess, or hard rock. It's progressive rock, is what it is, right, Dietrich? No, that's what not. Pro- Godsmack's not. not progressive rock. Nah, it's, it's not, just a metal. Really? Yeah, see, I don't just see it metal. as metal. It it's is like metal. Another... It's 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 like it's new metal, like new, like in you metal, like nuo metal. Yeah, yeah. Kinda... So listeners, new not meaning like it's new to the scene, but new is a style, right? Where did new wow. start? Is that a European thing? Mm. Nuo metal. Yeah, new metal. That, that's people like Limp Bizkit and stuff are like nuo metal. Type stuff. Ah, okay, okay. Like corn, corn would be considered like new, new, like like a neo soul is like new old metal. So yeah, right. Yeah, I see where you're coming from with that. How's that spelled? Right. And you, and it's new-o? it's just not my cup of tea. Like I can get into like thrash metal, you know, that's okay. Like you know, Metallica, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, Megadeth. Like I can get into that kind of metal. But there's just something about like that, this newer stuff. I just, it's just not for me. You uh, know? Do you like Rob Zombie? Cause Rob Zombie is on White Zombie. That's an older band. White but Zombie I don't, see the thing about Rob Zombie, kind of I don't, similar, but he's, yeah. no, no, I don't think so. And I don't consider Rob Zombie metal. I just don't. Like I consider him like, like, he's awesome, by the way. Yeah. But I consider him more like psychedelic. You know, hillbilly hard rock, and he's he's also made horror movies. So I mean, he's got like a whole thing going on. But uh, okay, no, that's a good comparison. That's that's a good perspective on that. Like psych- psychobilly rock, you know, psychobilly rock. Yes, it's like what kind of a day are you having? Oh, it's psychobilly rock day. Yeah, and I like Rob Zombie. I mean, for the most part, you know. There's yeah, all yeah. hits and misses, but it, it, but it could be another thing too, where Rob Zombie so, started in the early okay. '90s, you know. So I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in. Yeah. No. 
Okay. <laughs> How dare you? Get all up in there, boy. Gonna bring your uh, perspective. All right, what you got, Taj? No, no, Taj, so you pull. I, <laughs> I, I, I liked it. Um, I, I did enjoy it. You know, I, I think, Brandon, it, you missed the opportunity. This is an Iron Eagle moment where you play the track where you grab your baseball bat and you defend your home. You know, that, that, that's, <laughs> you know. is that a scene from Iron Eagle? No. Oh, no. It's Taj's scene. He's going to add it to the uh, uh, Iron Eagle remake. Right. This no, no, no. Is that a scene? <laughs> I don't think so. Is it? Did they no, use we, a baseball bat to defend a home in Iron Eagle? No, they didn't. But that's what I'm saying. It's that, that mentality that, like, you can only kick ass while you're listening to the track. That's what I'm saying. You know, you, wow. if you need to defend your home, you play the track. And while it's playing, you, you, you can whoop ass. But, you know, once the track ends, you're like, uh, I got retreat. <laughs> so, then you get so into it that you just start putting holes in your wall and, like, destroy your house for the fun of it. Like, I'm just fucking... Ripping it up. Right. Psychobilly style. <laughs> yeah. I like the song. I don't think we need to go that far. Ain't nobody baseball batting Iron Eagle in your house up or whatever. I think it's definitely like you said, Brandon, it's like it, it is probably like really good for like a Zumba class or something. Whoa, whoa. We're not going to It's the Zumba. No, sir. No, no. no. Zumba? This this is going to be a straight uh, barbell cartel type situation. You you got hard rock. Yeah. Or not even outdoors. Just in a gym where sweaters are loud and loud noises and grunts and dudes just showing off. Lots of testosterone trying to figure out who could bench more than the other. Like Throwing that tractor type. tires and shit. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Maybe you're doing like a, a Spartan run or what's that? Like with the mud yeah. and the. Yeah. It, where you're doing one of those Spartan runs. You know, that's that's what it'd be perfect for. So. Spartan yeah. run, mud, mud wrestling. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'll, anything that's got man written on it, that's what the song is about. Washing the dishes, taking out the trash, all that shit. Uh, more so like cutting a yard, uh, building a treehouse, uh, you know, yeah. changing, the, changing the brakes on your, on your car. <laughs> killing a spider, you know, killing yeah. a spider that th- this Don't big. Don't kill it. spiders. Don't kill spiders. You know, shooting the rabbits in the backyard. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Spitting out your, your your chewing tobacco, like yeah, that's 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 where we're at. Sitting back with your hands in your pants, like Al Bundy on your couch, chilling. That's that's this shit right there. <laughs> I couldn't change breaks, but right, that's my jam. Turn on guys smacking YouTube, and you good to go, man. You do anything, you put your mind to. I probably won't be killing any rabbits anytime soon, but. All right, so are we going back to the top of the order then? Yeah, let's go to round two, right? We all had two choices. Yeah, we all had two choices. So, uh, Too many so choices. My, <laughs> right. Uh, my choice song, um, I owe to learning about it to Brandon probably. <laughs> uh, and so at the, and the reason why I picked the track was because I don't really know 
the artist that well. Like I haven't, I, I might have tried to follow their album, but this one, this one song of their slaps and like, I love it a lot. And so the artist is Wolf Mother and the song is The Joker and the Thief. <laughs> Is it Wolf? Uh, hold on. Is it Wolf Mother or Wolf Mother? Wolf Mother. Okay. Just wanted to, just okay. to know what they were listening to. You said Wolf Mother. I'm like, Wolf Mother? Ooh. <laughs> and it's the Joker and the Thief. And probably the way Brandon introduced it to us is probably when we played Rock Band. Because <laughs> oh, we would okay. get, get together, play Rock Band. And and this is one of those songs that, like, if you can play this on rock band, you feel like a rock god. <laughs> I remember so. doing this. Oh man! Okay, <laughs> so, I'm pretty sure that I was I I was part of that, at least some of it. Right. Yeah, that, this song made me quit that game. <laughs> <laughs> I like the flashback, uh, Todd. That was cool. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, this yeah. Uh, I'm surprised, like, this song, like, uh, has been used in, like, a ton of different video games. Um, and, you know, it was used for, um, one of the Super Bowls. So, yeah, and, and stuff like that. But, like, the movies it's been used in is, like, The Hangover, Shoot 'em Up, um, and an NHL game, a Jackass number two. <laughs> so, like, it's been used all over the place, but it's, you know, it's a long one, but like it just it grabs you at the beginning and it just takes you on a ride that never ends. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, what, what do you guys think? Sorry, I think that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I um yeah, when you, it's you said that I'm it's when you said that I was want to introduce you to it, I I was really confused because. I don't remember listening to Wolf Mother that much, um, but now it makes more sense. Yeah, um, yeah no, I, I dig the song. It's it's hard to listen to it though and not hear the White Stripes. Like I I hear the White Stripes. Meets I like agree, hundred you know? percent. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Like I hear White Stripes meets exactly. like Black Sabbath or something. You know, like but it's definitely the White Stripes for sure is what I hear when I hear the song. Um, that's not, that's not to take anything away from it. Cause it is a good song. It's totally, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's very energetic. It's loud. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's fun. And I think there's a reason why that, that song is very popular. Um, I feel like maybe I should listen to some more Wolf Mother. Um, definitely like the album cover I thought was really great. Um, yeah, it was it was a good choice. Like I really forgot about that song, and then when I did a little research about it, I'm like, shit, that song was everywhere. Holy <laughs> crap! So, and then w- that information that you gave us, I'm like, oh man, that thing like just was like really hit at that moment. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, it was uh, it was a good song. I, I I dug it. I enjoyed it. I can't say I know any other Wolf Mother songs, but uh, I definitely remember that one. Right. It, and doing the, the research, kind of the other reason why I kind of picked this was because, you know, I thought about like maybe going back and doing Wolf Mother as a choice album. But if you look at it, like Wolf Mother's almost 
a one hit wonder because like there's this song and then like the next song like has like <laughs> like maybe a tenth of the listens as this song like this song is their main <laughs> most listened to song so but yeah but go ahead sorry what what do you think Damon? uh yeah no that's uh I, I definitely get the Jack White vibe from it. Like it, it, it feels like it sounds like Jack White a little bit, but I know it's Wolf Mother. But uh, I think I was supposed to see these guys at a South by Fest one year, and a storm rolled in, <laughs> and they had to close the stage down. So I was like, oh, okay, um, that that would have been awesome. It would have been like stage side. I think, yeah, I think the Hanover, I just watched all three <clears throat> Hanover movies recently, and I remember this being in the first one. And that, yeah, it, it fits really well. It fits in a lot of stuff. So when, when did this come out again? Was it 2011 or something like that? Or was it 2008? Uh, 2005. So oh, five. It, well, it was recorded 2005, released 2006. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Oh wow, that's a long time ago. <laughs> right. Can't believe how long ago that actually is. Uh yeah, Wolf Mother is pretty awesome. I I like their artwork and all that. I I'm surprised you don't like Godsmack though, Brandon, if you like you like the Wolf Mother song. Because it kind of to me it, it they're, yeah, they're, they're both pretty good. Wolf Mother and Godsmack are very different. Yeah, no, I can see that. I, 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 I definitely I think, can see I, I think that. a lot of it has to do with vocals. Like one of the reasons why I don't like certain metal is because I hate the vocals. I cannot get behind the vocals. As strong as like, like right, as strong as like instrumentally, okay. they could be phenomenal. Once that vocal hits, and I don't like it, I don't like that band. Yeah, but mm. it's amazing how much they does sound like Jack White. They could be like. They could do fill-ins for each other, you know? Mm-hmm. But again, you surprised me. You surprised me, Taj. Uh, I expect you to pick Wolf Mother. So <laughs> thanks for that. No problem. <laughs> you're, you're showing that you have a wide variety of taste in music. I'm trying. I'm trying. Right. <laughs> just, it takes a while for me to get there. He's making up for some of his choice albums. <laughs> you know what? I was literally about to say your two picks probably better than your old discography that we've gone through so far. <laughs> oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> Not trying to be bad or, or trying to like no. stir up anything. I'm just saying, like, it's 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 kind of funny like when you sit back and think about it, like, damn, these are two bands that I did not expect you to pick. And these are two songs that I would not throw your way. Like, I can see you walking out on both of them. And yet, and still, they're great picks. It's like, damn. Okay, you really did that. They're a stretch from uh, Yellow Ribbons on Christmas or whatever that was. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is good for the podcast. This is our, like, retrospective episode as well. So Yeah, or Megan Trainer. So. <laughs> right. This is a time. This is yeah. This is going to be like the progression of Taj. Like this is how he right. evolves. This is what he really does when he's off the camera. Like yeah, jam out to and, something cool. And then his next choice album, we're going to be like Taj, dude. <laughs> you want to step back again? He's going to pick Hopper or something of that nature. <laughs> you got to listen to it. Yeah. So, gotta yeah, stick okay. with it, Mo. We get you. You get me. Okay. 
No, what, so. but how do you feel about the uh, the Wolf Mother, Diedrich? I'm cool. I, as soon as I heard the song, it, it chipped back memories in my head. Like like Taj brought up, like Guitar Hero. I was like, oh, oh Lord, okay. This is exactly where I don't want to go. I remember it being in, in commercials and, and all over the place. And so I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm still surprised it came out of him. That's that's what I'm, I'm more shocked about than anything. The song itself was great. Um, album, not so much, but the song itself was great. But the fact that Taj picked it was like, damn. That's a good one. Is this their first album or is this not their first album? Um, let me see if it was their first. I want to say. I know they had a ton of hits, but. Yeah, it was their first album. Uh, so, okay. Yeah, this song was off of their, their first album. So. I remember a lot of people loving them around this time, too. And then, it, like, they just kind of, like, it's not like they're gone, but they, they did kind of lose popularity, I think, a little bit. It was just <laughs> hype at the time, you know? They fell into yeah. the, it's not even a fall. It's just you get comfortable with your cult following and you start doing your cult following stuff. And then everybody else kind of, you fall out of the limelight, so to speak, but you still got your own lane. So I'm not mad at them for it. Right. So, and, and the thing is to this day, I still remember the rock band because it is you, you would switch between these two and then you'd have to do the middle finger and pinky. Like, because I remember, because it was, this was one of those, like, you have to use all four fingers and you played expert mode and you're like trying to reach and get all the, the different colors. But yeah, it, I, for sure, I remember completing this song a couple times on rock band. So. Yeah, this might be a good song for a like beginner guitarist too. This is on expert. Like this was one of the like final songs. Like this wasn't like the beginning tracks. <laughs> oh, for rock band, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But an actual guitar though, it's like, like this oh, kind yeah. of like the riffs and stuff. But oh, yeah. which I which I did go into guitar center yesterday and I had a new guitar. So uh, trying to get back into that. Yeah. Maybe at least a Wolf Mother. I don't know. Right. So do some Godsmack. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and uh, switch over to uh, Brandon again. You make it sound like a drug. <laughs> do we go do some Godsmack? <laughs> yes, I need some Godsmack. Can I do Godsmack? Yeah. Give me well, you don't need Godsmack, but I do have a song that might really make you trip. Um. All right. Let's hear it. So, yeah, I really, I feel like I really took this homework to heart. Um, the song that I picked, I don't know how to define it. I don't know if it would ever fit any theme that we might ever come up with. Um, other than like if the theme was WTF. Um, so take it from me to pick another song from the 1970s. Yes, folks, I picked the song from the 1970s, from 1971. The song is called Song to Comus from the band Comus. Comus, glare, 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 glare. Comus, bear, 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 So, Comus was a, uh, it was a art rock folk band from England. Um, I, I saw it described this way, and I think it's a perfect description of the band, Acid Folk. 
And I think that's like the perfect term for, for Comus and especially this song, Acid Folk. Uh, Comus was a band named after the Greek god, uh, who was the god of festivities. Um, and if you listen to the song, you listen to the album. It's from their actually debut album called First Utterance. Um, it is, it's crazy. Uh, it's, it's over seven minutes long. It's a blend of like progressive rock and psychedelic and folk. Um, it's about paganism. It's, it's about, uh, it's, it's about rape, this song. Um, it's, it's just psychedelic. It's, it's macabre. It's just the songs all over the place using guitar and violin and flute. Um, you, once you hear it, you're, you're not going to forget it. I don't know how I came across this song. It might have been in, uh, I might have read about it in a magazine or it's just another one of those like deep dives that I went into like years ago. Um, I love the album, but I especially love this song. It is just so bonkers and out there. And, uh, yeah, I, I had to introduce you guys to it. I know that I might take some, some heat for this choice because it is weird. Um, but again, like I said, you won't forget about, you won't forget this song. Um, man, I, I don't know how else to describe it other than, yeah, when someone said it's acid folk, that is exactly what it is. This band did not stay around very long. I mean, they were formed in 69 and they were done by 72. Then they came back in 74 and then they were done again. Um, but what they left us is unforgettable, uh, at least in my eyes. And when I hear this song, I just, I don't know. It just, it's joyous for me. And that might explain a lot about me, especially if you listen to the lyrics. Uh, and, and, uh, like I said, this song is all over the, all over the board, but I think this song is phenomenal. And, um, yeah, that's my choice. Uh, you gotta hear it to believe it. That is Song to Comus. So. Okay. So first and foremost, you were correct when you said the WTF. Um, <laughs> kind of threw me for a loop there only because I was not expecting that. I should have expected it. I should have known exactly what I was walking into <laughs> and I didn't. And I got smacked in the face with a bar and uh, it, it is what it is. Uh, the album cover threw me off. I wasn't sure if that was a, like a anxiety crazed monkey in the front with his hand twisted up or what was going on with that. Um, secondly, the tambourines did it for me. Like as soon as uh, the song got in full blown and they were hitting like crazy, I was like, okay, this, this is going to be one of those, one of those feel good songs with a crazy dark feeling behind it. And, uh, I literally thought of you and thought about that movie Midsummer. We had talked about it before. <laughs> I like this, this, this belongs in that damn movie. This is exactly the kind of song that fits that format. Um, and I was like, okay, yeah, this is, this is Brandon all the way. And I, I see it. I respect it. I'm cool with it. What am I going to play it like 500 times? No, but if I ever get in a psychedelic mode, I'm damn sure going to throw this in the mix. Cause I'm either going to have a bad trip or I'm going to have the best trip of my damn life. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I enjoyed the song a lot. Um, I figured you, you know, would. <laughs> the, 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 the lyrics. So like you said, it, it, it talks about rape 
which what's interesting is like you have to read the lyrics to hear that like everything else is pretty clear uh, up until that point and it's kind of a weird thing after listening to it twice and maybe this sounds weird but it kind of sounds like a morality tale because it's kind of like a person talking to a female saying like hey don't go out and party with this dude Comus. Like, bad shit's gonna happen to you. And, and she does it anyways, and then bad shit happens to her. And then and, and, and the song's like, I told you? <laughs> like, you didn't listen. You know? And and it's kind of a, a weird... It, it's either that, or it's kind of like a weird description of a cycle of you know, coming out of spring going into... I mean, coming out of winter and going into spring and summer. Like, it's... I, I don't know how to describe it, but it reminds me of, of kind of like, don't mess with fairy folk because fairy folk are gonna mess you up. So, <laughs> and, and and that's kind of how how I took the song, and and so for that I I, I enjoyed it. Plus, I enjoyed the the jam riff, um, you know, near there because like it it totally it pays for itself. Like you, you get the song, and then you have a a, a jam riff, you know you know, more than halfway through it. And then it comes back full circle. So, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Am I weird with the whole morality tale or do do you? No, I mean, I think, I think it makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You definitely hit it. It it is a cautionary tale mixed in with a a very, uh, uh, rock folksy kind of groove to it. Right. So yeah, no problem with that. So, but what do you think, Damon? Back in the seventies again. Um, really, not really good though. I liked it actually. I mean, the lyrics, you know, yeah, it's definitely like a for real message. You know, it's about yeah, it's about a terrorized woman being raped, and there's like the, some of the what? Wait, let me let me see. I, I, one of the lyrics was like whoa but it also was kind of like oh okay there it's like artistic hyman right. hunter <laughs> hyman hunter hands of steel like whoa okay the What's hyman that? hunter i mean it, it almost it's almost like yeah it's like weird in a way <laughs> it's weird because like where did they come up with that but like um i wonder what provoked do you know like all the backstory on this band and like you know, I don't know their other songs, but I guess they're all very long songs <laughs> that go into like stories. It's a really good song. It's really good music, actually. Like these guys are like fucking good musicians. That's what I like about it. If you want to hear the message in it too, I mean, yeah, it's it's good to have a story. You know, like a real song, not just you know, like my song. It was this not nonsensical. <laughs> fun 90s stuff but yeah no I think a lot of music has meaning that you can't always tell what the band is trying to say and I think it's pretty clear what they're trying to say here but I'm not really sure you know what I mean I like the flute I like all the you know the drums and just like the the harmony and to be able to sing on like the whole song he's like he's got a lot of lyrics so like you can hear that you know they're they're like a jam band, but they're also like a psychedelic kind of um, early, like, you know, like classic rock style, too. So I like the mix. I like the mix of both of that style of music. 
Uh, I like fish a lot too. That's later, of course. That's not the same, but Led Zeppelin has a lot of this kind of stuff too. Led Zeppelin's one of my favorite all-time favorite bands. So, cool, cool. All right. Um, anything else you want to add there, Brandon? Or, or? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I like I said, I, I know is one of those WTF songs, and even if you take the lyrics away, just I, I think Damon definitely touched on it. Just like how musically gifted they are and just just like just the friggin the the beat and and just the the harmonies i I think are phenomenal you know so anyway yeah i yeah again i don't think it would have fixed fit any any topics that we might ever come across so this felt like the uh the best best choice was this special episode all right for sure so okay um, so I think we're back to Damon. What do, what do you got for us, Damon? So, uh, you've all heard of Dave Matthews Band. Um, I am a huge fan of Dave Matthews Band. I remember when I first heard them in the 90s, um, it was like uh, Under the Table and Dreaming is their first album. I didn't get to see them until they played here in, in Austin, Texas at uh, Austin City Limits ACL Festival. And that was, I think that was like almost 10 years ago. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's definitely Dave Matthews is awesome. Uh, you can hear him on Sirius XM. He's got his own station. Um, Dave Matthews band is comprised of many different musicians, violin. You've got saxophone. You've got guitar. Um, he plays with some like very big artists that are just huge in their, um, their own right and uh like some of the best you know, he's got the best saxophone player he's got the best uh guitarist that he plays a lot of shows with uh he does a lot of acoustic i love acoustic i love when you can take something that doesn't have to be acoustic but can be um but uh yeah, under the table of dreams a pretty good album that's not where i heard this song my song picks song number 41 Song number 41 is a weird, it's actually got a story behind it too, which is, I'm sure a lot of his stuff does, but song number 41 was created as a rebuttal to a lawsuit from their former band manager, um, Ross Hoffman. So Ross Hoffman, uh, was fired from the band. They needed, they needed to create a song. I don't really know too much about this, but they needed to create a song that was uh, something different. And um, it also was their, I think it had something to do with the lawsuit. And, and then they have a name for it, though. So originally they thought, okay, 41, it's their 41st song. So they called it number 41 police, which I think it has something to do with the lawsuit. But then after that, they, they settled on number 41. Um, ultimately, I don't think they're affected by this guy, their former manager, but that was, they went through all that crap and that sucks when bands have to deal with that kind of stuff, <laughs> especially like a big band, like Dave Matthews band. There's like a lot of members in the band, you know, it's not just one person being affected by this, but, um, 
my memories of Psalm number 41 are traveling to my grandmother's funeral and being on the plane, uh, going on vacations and being on the plane. Like I'm always traveling. I work, uh, you know, in my life, I work in aviation. So I'm around that kind of stuff too. And it's just, I like, I like, uh, the hustle and bustle thing sometimes. Saw number 41 kind of puts me in that. A lot of Dave Matthews Band's music puts me in that like mode of like, you know, I'm in the city, I'm doing stuff. And, you know, I, I'm inspired by a lot of it. And I, there's a lot of good lyrics in a lot of his music. Um, some of his stuff is like oh, a little weird, but, uh, you know, hit or miss, but I, overall, I'm a huge fan. So that's that's song number forty-one. That's my pick, Dave Matthews Band. If you haven't heard Dave Matthews Band? If you haven't heard any Dave Matthews Band stuff at all, listeners, um, yeah, definitely check out "Under the Table's Dreaming" as your intro because it's their first album, but it's a good intro. And then just go down that rabbit hole and have fun. So. <laughs> All right, so I know I have this album, uh, Dave Massey Band. It probably under, has, under the tables, it, under the, under the table and dreaming, or this is the one that had crash into me, right? Yeah, yeah, the very first. Yeah, yeah. So the the thing, okay, that so, wasn't their first album. It wasn't. Oh no, it was the first album. Their first album. Uh, I'm because I knew of Dave Matthews before the Crash Into Me album came out. Because Ants Marching was on their first album. That's under the table and dreaming. Oh, it's not. This not is on both on this, that album. No, Crash into Me. I th- I thought was this uh, was on Crash. Yeah, Crash in like the the forty one is on Crash into Me the or Crash album, which was from ninety six. Their first album was Under the Table and Dreaming. Okay, right. Gotcha. right, right, right. Okay, so I should have referenced the, the actual album that it's on. Um, I was referencing their first album as oh, okay. a good album to intro to Dave Matthews Band. I wasn't saying that this was on that album. It's on oh. Crash, and then it's on some of their live. Check out their live albums, too. The live albums are really good, actually. Um, Listeners Supported is the one that I really dig. And that's where I saw, or that's where I heard uh, 41 for the first time. Um, so check out so, their live stuff, too. Because I, I think I have both of the albums that you're talking about. The, the thing is, so I know Dave Matthews Band has a reputation of being the jam band of jam bands, right? And so, um, you know, I, I've enjoyed some of their tracks. It's been a while since I've listened to that other album you were talking about, but I remember this album mainly just listening to Crash Into Me and not in, enjoying the, the rest that much. Um, the problem that I had with 41 is, is it's a jam song, but it doesn't build up to jamming. Like it just starts jamming right at the beginning like there's no like hey this is what the elements we're going to play with and then we're going to jam like this is just like we're just jamming right from the beginning so much so that i went back to listen to the track before which is too much to see if there was kind of like a bleed in like whether too much ended and it it trailed into 41 which it didn't (laughs) and so um you know i it 41 was good it's a good jam song I, I just don't, it, it just didn't sit right with me because 
unlike the other songs that we've listened to, which, which had some jam sections in them, like it didn't build up what the elements were. Like it was just like, it's just like, we're a jam band and we're going to start jamming from the first second and not set up what the elements are. Um, so that's the only thing that, that threw me off on it. But other than that, yeah, like it, for a song, it's a good song. Like I, I, I couldn't do that, but yeah, I just thought there was a little, a little, uh, disconnected there at the beginning. Well, part, part of what you're hearing too is that this was created for that, that lawsuit. So it's like, it's not, it's, I think it's outside of what you hear on the rest of the album too on Crash. So you're going to, you're going to hear a different sound, but like as far as like, Jam goes, it's yeah, they're they're a jam band, but it, this song doesn't bring me there though. This song brings me to like kind of like I I just get lost in it, and I think a lot of their music has a little bit of a sophistication to it. I think that there's like a classiness to it that I really like. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel good about it. Um, but yeah, okay, so I mean that's a good take on that, Taj. Okay. I'm not mad at you. <laughs> I'm mad. Okay. It's only one of my favorite songs. Yeah, we'll see. We're, fr- we're friends tomorrow. But yeah. <laughs> oh, poor Damon. Make, All right. Make, Sorry, it's not Nick Cave. Let's bring Nick Cave. Pick on someone that da- Damon loves. <laughs> gonna, How does it feel, Damon? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure yet. Let me go get my, my beer, Baba. <laughs> I need another Bud Light. Let me interject here before you ask. Oh, wait, that. I got one right Yeah. Um. So this was kind of different for me. I I feel what each and every one of y'all said as far as Dave Matthews Band being a jam band. Um. I did not know the backstory of the song. I've heard the song several times over. So just for the fact of hearing that, now it kind of makes sense because this had a dark undertone with the harmonies. Like this was not a traditional happy-go-lucky Dave Matthews band song. This, this, if you listen, pay attention to the harmonies and to, right. to the instrumentation from beginning to end, like they actually had a serious tone to this track. And now it makes all the sense in the world because it was based off of a serious subject. So, you know, anytime that you have any kind of beef with any band member or, or manager or anybody that's been on the kind of like the, the out on the trenches with you, you know, it's going to make you feel some type of way. And, um, you're definitely going to have some ill will or ill feelings towards it. So this was not to the traditional jam happy go lucky song in my mind. And now, you know, it kind of makes sense why, uh, I, I definitely like the song. Would would it be on my my playlist to put at parties or anything? No, but you know I'm always gonna love Dave Matthews Band regardless of you know what type of sound they come out with, just because they're a full piece band. Like you, that's hard to come by in itself, and the fact that you have all these you know trained musicians coming together and 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 making making wonderful music is great. This song. Definitely, I will have to go back and and pay more attention to just to get the tidbits of of hurt out of the lyrics um that are in there. So yeah, I appreciate you for putting this song up, man. This was a good one. Yeah, I appreciate that that uh that your review on it too. And um, I think that yeah, just 
overall there is, there is kind of like a sad tone to it. And that's, that's probably why like it, it was appropriate when I was going to like grandmother's funeral and, you know, traveling for that. So, but also that's not where I go with it. When I hear Dave Matthews, Dave Matthews music, I think I, I just kind of, I, I, like I said, it to me, it has that feel of like sophistication and just like well put together orchestrated like instruments and, um, really good lyrics. He's got a great voice, you know, it just, it's got, you know, it's got a good feel to it. But, uh, yeah, number 41 was one of my picks definitely because I, I, I think it's just one of my, my nostalgia songs, you know, one of my go-tos for sure. So I think what would you say was one of their big hits too around like one of their first ones, right? Like ants, ants marching is one of their videos I used to see on MTV. Is, is it what would what would you say? Yeah, That's what the- would you say? Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, that. but I I love the the saxophone and all that. Like so cool, man. So good. So, so any day. So what did you think, Brandon? <laughs> I know. I'm like, do I get to chime in? Um, no. no. <laughs> I know. You just called me a baby, so I don't know. Do you? I didn't call you a baby. <laughs> I just said, how does right. it feel? How does it feel to pick on something that people really, that you really like? Um, That's an REM song, isn't it? <laughs> I can't use it. I swear. No, uh, yeah, no, I, it's, it's not one that I, like, I think of when I think of Dave Matthews. I don't, I don't dislike Dave Matthews. I don't, I don't have a, anything against him. I mean, I haven't listened to anything new by him in I don't know how long, but, uh, okay. you know, I definitely, I definitely enjoy those first few albums. I thought they were pretty decent, but this is not one that like, like came to mind when I thought of, uh, the Crash album, you know, like there's so many other songs on there. I was, was 41 even released like as a single? It probably wasn't, right? 40, no, 41 was on Crash, but 41. Um, like, you know, like I said, it was in response to that lawsuit, but it also, uh, 41 is on like more than three albums and it's done differently every time, but they, they have a lot of live albums. So that's right. where I heard it first was listener supported, which I think that if you want to check out one of the live albums, that's one of their best live albums, but they have red rocks and they have all these other, like they have a lot of different, I mean, they've played everywhere, yeah. but, um, so that's where I I liked it best. I didn't like it on Crash. I liked it on the live album. Yeah, and then maybe I I might feel like I I don't dislike the song. I don't love the song. Like I, it's 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 good. You know, like they're 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 craftsmen, and you can hear it in the in the in the song on the album. That's the one I listen to. Yeah. Um, but I have a feeling that yeah, I mean if. If you have, if it resonates more on a live album, then I'm sure it's probably better than, uh, than what you get on the studio album. But it's, it's not like the song's bad. You know, the song's not amazing, but the song's good. Um, and, and, right. but, you know, and if, and, and if the song holds like a, a special place in your heart, that's great, you know? So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't dislike the song by any means and I don't have anything against Dave Matthews never have um you know and i do <laughs> right no i know like dave matthews is is like he's like kind of musician the band is kind of that like 
they probably are like the 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 butt of a joke. You know, he's a comedian. Like, he's a comedian. He really is. Right, he's but like, it's, also, too, it's also easy to make fun of Dave Matthews. You know, like he's, he he's, he welcomes it. You know, right? But like, but I don't think that he warrants being the butt of a joke because, like, I think that they're all gifted musicians and and uh, they have a place in history for what they accomplished. And uh, this may be not may not be my favorite Dave Matthews song, but. I still think it's it's a pretty decent song. So that's all I'm trying to say. Nice. Yeah, I like, I like your take on that. Yeah, uh, I, I like how I like how he does do some acting, like very little, but he's like he's definitely comical. Uh, he did something with Rob Thomas, I think, uh, with Matchbox Twenty. But uh, uh, that's not helping your case. No. Hey, you know what? I like them too. So we, we got we have many episodes to go. <laughs> You're going to hear all of my choices, but, uh, uh, yeah, a lot of people feel the way you do though, Brandon. Like, I, I think that Dave Matthews, the way I feel or yeah. the way other people feel, no, I'm defending, I'm defending Dave Matthews. I'm defending no, Dave Matthews. A lot of people do like Dave Matthews, but they might not like one of his albums or like a couple of his songs and they're not sure and they haven't heard him a long time. I just kind of follow him, you know, like, like I always want to know what the new album is. Um, you know, I subscribe to like Sirius XM. So I, I can hear a lot of his, his, uh, live stuff that's current. He does do a lot of his older songs too. Like he does play a lot of older stuff and then he comes out with new stuff. But I mean, there's, there's, yeah, some of his albums were like hit or miss for me too. But I like, I like his live albums. Over his, uh, other than the first album. Have you seen him live? I saw it. Yeah. I was saying I saw him at ACL once. Oh, okay. Um, and that was like, I waited forever to be able to see him. And like, he goes on, when he goes on tour, like people follow him, like they'll go wherever he's going. Um, you know, like fish heads or something like, you know, he's got some pretty big fans. I want to see him in a place like Red Rocks, you know, like that. I think he plays, he's played Red Rocks a few times, I believe. But, uh, yeah, funny guy. I think he contributes to a lot of stuff too. I think he donates and, you know, he like, he cares about shit. <laughs> so, you know, you know, being a good person and doing music, yeah, that's, that's good with me. Yeah. That's okay. So, um, Diedrich, you ready to bring us home with your final pick? Uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm ready. Are Are y'all ready? Because uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's the elephant in the room, <laughs> so to speak. So, um, I took it back. I took it back to a time where this artist was just getting budding and started, and and you know he he had one one actual hit on his album and and this is when he actually had a group behind him and this is before anybody knew him for you know peeing on people or or going after young girls or any other type of situation like that so i wanted to bring controversy to the to the field so i picked the artist who right now if you said his name out loud we'll just say the artist shall not be named um you know he might crash your whole site or anything going on but i picked one of the least pervious songs he ever came out with um so my artist is r kelly with public announcement 
that that means something. Republic announcement um, from the album Born in the '90s, and the song's called Slow Dance. And uh, the reason why I picked that song is because one, I remember uh, it was like 92 uh, when he released that album and that song was on there on that album. And I remember going to a house party and I remember this is the time when the DJ puts on one of those slow songs that, you know, when you're a wallflower and you don't really know how to talk to girls, but the song comes out. So you, you try to get some kind of ball, like balls to you. And you want to go up and talk to a girl. And I actually did it and asked her to dance. And she danced with me. And I was like, oh my God, this is like the best song in the world. This is the best feeling in the world. And lo and behold, it was from an artist by the name of Robert Kelly. And R. Kelly, no matter what you say about him, no matter how fucked up his mind may be or whatever the situation may come into the fold, he musically is a, uh, I would say, a savant. Um, a lot of stuff he does not write down. He literally comes up with the songs in his head. Um, he's written so many songs for so many other people, produced so many other tracks for so many other artists, um, even, you know, outside of his own stuff that's already in the billboards and, and won so many Grammys and things of that nature. So musically, you cannot challenge the man. Now, everything outside of music, say what you want to say. You, you know, it is what it is in that situation. And I'm not going to defend him by any means um, outside of the music itself. And even a lot of the music, when you went back and listened to it, it's like, oh, no, there's no way I can listen to that damn song again. But this is actually one of those songs that I could listen to because I don't attribute it to him trying to hit on the 13 year old Leo or anybody of that nature. So even though. You know, it, it kind of come out around that time, but I'm I'm not going there. I'm not going there. So y'all tell me what y'all think about the song and strictly on the song itself, and then we can branch off into the bad session. Um, I so to be honest, I'm not sure that I've heard a lot of his songs. I mean, um, so th- this I think was kind of the first time that I've heard this particular song. Uh, I I liked it. It was a good. It, I mean the the the. The ballad there, the story there, like you know, it it totally, I can totally see why it, it's a it's a good song, you know, because it's like, you know, slow that record down, you know, <laughs> I I got my eye on somebody, I want to slow dance with them, like, like yeah, it's, you know, it's romantic, <laughs> I guess the, the way to say it, but yeah, so, um, yeah, th- there's some some shadows in there, but but other than that, like it, it's it's pretty much there, you know. Not completely wholesome, but it's close. <laughs> so. It's about as close as you're gonna get with him. That's that's what I was like. Okay, gotcha. So. Yeah, I I mean, listening to the song, I don't know if I remember it. Um, I definitely don't remember the um, the album cover, and uh, and I'm like, when I looked up the year, I'm like '92. Holy crap, he's been around a long time. Yeah, you know? <laughs> like, I'm like, damn. I forgot, you know, um, and then, and then like public announcement, I'm like, who the hell are they? Uh, but, uh, anyway, like, I don't know if I ever heard that song when it first came out. I'm not, I, I can't recall. Honestly, I don't remember like the first R. Kelly song I can remember is probably like, I believe I can fly, you know, 
like from uh, what the Space Jam movie was that it? Yep. Yeah. Yep. But maybe I had heard of him before, but then I'm like, wait, if he was around in '92, you know, yeah, I probably hadn't heard him before. I was probably listening to Boys to Men and not <laughs> Robert Kelly. Um. So anyway, um, yeah. Listening to the song again, like the song's the song's fine. It it definitely brings back like memories of being like at a junior high dance, you know. I'm like, and and the song totally fits that '90s R&B vibe. Like it doesn't belong in any other decade. This is totally a '90s R&B song, without a doubt. Like it doesn't belong in the '80s and it doesn't belong in the 2000s. You would not hear that song unless it came out in the '90s, which it did. Uh, if that makes sense, what I'm trying to say. Um, yep. and that, that's not a bad thing by any means, but it, it definitely is like a very dated song, but it's, I mean, it's no different than listening to like Boys to Men. I'm like, yeah, those songs, you know, you're not going to hear it today. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, the song's good. The song's fine. You know, it's one of those things where you're like, separate the artist from the horrible, awful things that he's done. Uh, you got to separate the two when you listen to the song. You know, it probably works out better if you didn't know anything about R. Kelly. You can probably enjoy the song better. But then if you know a little bit more about R. Kelly and you hear the lyrics, I'm like, oh, is this where it started? Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, it's, it's a decent song. It's a good song. Definitely a product of its air. But that doesn't mean that it's a bad song. It is a good song. But uh, it is definitely, it belongs in the 90s. It's very nostalgic. And again, that's not a bad thing because we all grew up listening to R&B songs from the 90s. Well, or most of us. Anyway, so. You know, what's, what's funny, Brandon, is it, that that first stanza of lyrics got me thinking of uh, Flight of the Concords, the third most beautiful girl in the room. <laughs> the most beautiful girl in the war room? It's not the third most beautiful girl in the room. But, the but, most beautiful girl in the room. Yeah, but, but isn't he like, you could definitely be in the top three. Oh, <laughs> like, uh, well, yeah. It, yeah. It, that, it, that's when I first heard that verse stanza, I started thinking of that song. Like, you know, depending on the street, you know, you'd be the most beautiful girl. <laughs> So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The lyric, not the not the yeah, title lyrics. of the song. Okay. The yeah. But yeah. yeah. But yeah. No, it was a good. It was a good choice. Going to like, uh, like beauty pageants or something. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. So anyway, R. Kelly. Which, yeah. Uh, which, I was I was gonna say like, no, that's a decent song. Like the the band he's playing with, it doesn't. It's not something I would listen to. It's not my style, you know what I mean? Um, like you're saying, Brandon, I think maybe Boys to Men was actually something I did listen to. I think R. Kelly's just so fucking weird. <laughs> and I think that, like, I, I saw him on something, and it was like, you can tell, like you were saying, Dietrich, he's coming up with lyrics as he's going on the fly. Like, he's he's actually writing a song with his emotion and whatever. Like, take your emotions, you know, do what you got to do, bro. <laughs> but uh, I have a hard time getting on board with his, his stuff, knowing who he is. <laughs> so, straight up, I ain't going to lie. <laughs> eh. 
about you too. Yeah, and and that's that's the thing. I didn't necessarily bring them up to beat them up on this particular song because, like I said, this is this is probably one right. of those pervy songs that he ever had, and this one had like a sentimental moment to it for for when I heard it and what was going on in my time in life. Uh, that being said, this me and the wild card show, I'll probably never bring him up again. <laughs> Unless we're talking about, you know, doing some kind of dastardly deed to somebody. But at that point, I'm not going to there either. So, um, but I thought this would be a hell of a song to, to bring into the mix and, and just let you know, hey, you know, there's some good songs out here, even if they're by bad people. But nobody was really, I mean, how many years, you know, he's been in the game and doing all this stuff. And then the same way you look. Hefner. I look at him in the same type of light, which is he's an icon to some, he's a menace to others. You, you're never going to get the the true person out of him. It's a Jekyll and Hyde situation. But at the end of the day, I can listen to you know one or two songs out of this mix, and I feel like this was one of those that I could do that with. Well, it's like it's like uh, Bill Cosby was you know great in everything he did. And I loved all of his stuff. And then I just couldn't believe what was happening. Like, you know, yeah, that kind of thing. It, it doesn't make me want to listen to R. Kelly. No, <laughs> I mean, there's some I'm shit going on that is uh, pretty damn bad. Like, like horrific, you know, and I don't want to spy like this guy at all. Um, I'm not saying that you're bad for bringing him up. Like it's good controversy. But yeah. and you know he's definitely got a background, um, yeah. So they, like for for me, it's like I I kind of did like some of this stuff, and yeah. I like I I was blown away by hearing what was going on too. But you know, there's things there's things in this world that ain't right, and he's one of them. So yeah, so something that I want to bring up because. Um, I use Spotify to listen to the music, right? So, and I thought I remember that Spotify had pulled all his tracks. And so I was worried that Spotify didn't have them, right? So I looked it and it said, you know, R. Kelly and public announcement. So I was expecting <laughs> that it, it was going to play the song and then have some kind of public announcement <laughs> about R. Kelly after the end of the song. I didn't realize that public announcement was the backup band on the song. <laughs> Yep. Surprise! There wasn't a public announcement about him. <laughs> I know that's that's a silly thing to think, but for some reason, I thought that that's what it, that was their compromise. Like, we'll play songs and have a public announcement after each track. Shy. We're gonna, yeah, they're gonna have to say these, you know, that he's a sex offender. So dumb. Here's a, here's a song by Eric Kelly, but uh, just so you know, he's a, he's a sex offender and all this really, other stuff. You really think, like, let's go down the list. You really think they're gonna do like R. Kelly and then comma PSA? You know, like, <laughs> hey, listen to the song at your own risk. <laughs> Should it be PSA then R. Kelly? Public service announcement at the beginning. You know, the is expressed by this song or not necessarily the views and opinions of the radio station that's playing it. So silly. I'm surprised. Do they play him a lot on the radio at all? Dietrich, do you know? Does he get uh, like now? No, like he's radioactive right now. But just for the fact of there's some songs he's being tried right now, right? Oh yeah, for sure. No, he's he's all, I think he's already been convicted. 
I think he's got uh, another trial waiting. He's oh, got yeah. like several several waiting. There's still several suits and all type of stuff that's going on. I mean, I so mean, I I, I, I want to say part of this is human trafficking. I mean, holy shit. <laughs> there, there's some. Let me put it this way: there is um the the sexual assaults. There are the um yeah. There's a little bit of human trafficking involved. There's kidnapping Just involved. Just a little bit. You know, a little bit, just a little bit. Um, you know, probably like a five percent, you know. I don't even want to go there with that one. Um, what I will say is yes, there are a lot of lawsuits going against him. There's a lot of things that he's standing trial for. Everybody who's left him, it's a it's a Jeffrey Epstein moment where everybody that that was a part of the situation is now realizing they don't want to be a part of the situation. It's all fun and dandy until you get caught. And then all of a sudden that's when everything blows up and everybody's turning on each other. And that's the way the situation happened here. You've got you know, 20, 30 years of somebody being around and doing all this stuff all this time and nobody saying nothing about it. And then when it finally comes into the fold, all of a sudden everybody is hating on it. But there are still some of those diehard fans. Like if you were to be released out and do a show, I I almost guarantee you you'll have a good 20, 30, 40,000 people. You, he will sell out a venue. And folks will come see them. They'll probably be wearing masks and covering themselves up with hats and stuff, but they'll still go see him because of the music itself. And some people can separate it. Not a lot of people can. I'm one of those. And when I went back and, and, and heard some of the songs, I already knew I wasn't never probably ever going to bang him again like that just because. Um, the, the meanings behind the songs of what he was saying, like he wrote them into some of the songs. This right here, this song was early enough to where I didn't think, okay, that was in the mix. Um, you know, I could be wrong, but it does not come across as such as some of the other songs do. Ultimately, this is in my mind is one of those, you know, fickle things where you could be so much of a genius in one aspect and be so much of a monster in another that it's hard to separate the two. Right. Exactly. So, but just for the fact that it's a wild card show, <laughs> and uh, we are so a couple of wild card players, I figure right. what throw it out there, see what happens. If we get shadow banned or or anything like that, you know, y'all can put it on me, and I'll pay the tab. But for right now, I think we're okay. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna rip on you about it. You know, every episode. That's all. I just can't get over the fact that Taz thought the PSA I'm just kidding, the public service thing. Like, I just now picture Taj watching TV with the family, and they're like, this is a public service announcement. And then he's like, oh, you're going to like these guys. They can sing really well. But then it ends up being about, like, I don't know, something in the water. Like, oh, that's not what I thought. Just so. Uh, <laughs> If you say something, say something. Now, we're from our sponsor. You're the only one. <laughs> oh, goodness. So is that bump and grind? Is that probably not? Probably not. Yeah, it's one of those. No, I'm not touching. 
I'm not touching bubble grind. I'm not touching your body's calling for me. I'm not touching you remind me of a Jeep. I'm not. Uh, there's so many songs that I could think of. The only one, Happy People, is probably one of the other songs that nobody can really touch because it's it's one of those happy-go-lucky songs. It was in Boondocks. They, they did their own special on R. Kelly, and they were making fun of the situation. It's like, as soon as you put on the song, then the judge lets him off free, and he's innocent, and like everybody's dancing around in the courtroom and yeah they just they put some kind of like logic to it it's like if you're peeing on a 14 year old girl i don't know about you but if you start, if you try to pee on me i'm gonna move out the way <laughs> like i'm not gonna let you do it so i mean I, it is what it is and i'm just i just laughed at it but at the same time i was thinking about it like wow that's kind of messed up like whatever, whatever the situation is going on in this mix yeah. I feel sorry for the for the for the people that went through the situations that they went through. I feel sorry for the fans that were that were like loving fans and true fans and thought that he was, you know, greater than life. And I also feel sorry for the generation that came up with that because now we have to atone for that. Hmm. Yeah, that's unfortunate because he was like he's had like labels like King of R and B. I mean, that's like. That's that's a, that's a, that's a big label. That's a heavy yeah. label. That's the same type of label that you will put on Michael Jackson being the king of pop. Like exactly, you saw what Michael went through in his transgressions and situations, and and even still, he was able to overcome some of it. But the but the tarnish on the title is still there. Mm. Well, I know at first there was a weird I, thing with like with him not. Like they didn't know how old the girl was, and then they like they didn't know exactly what had happened. Um, and it sort of was like a Michael Jackson. Times. Yeah, it's... yeah. So, but I mean, it sounds like it's it's unfolded into some like a disastrous like yeah, he's a monster. <laughs> so, which is unfortunate. Yeah, he and whoever was around him that allowed it to happen was like those the people that got to answer for it as well. And that's that's how I feel about, like I said, Jeffrey Epstein, um, you know, all affiliations with it. That's um, what you call it. Uh, uh, Amazon. Uh, what's his name? The one that owns Amazon. Yeah, Bezos. Yeah, Bezos? Yeah. Jeff Bezos. Uh, that's what that's what his wife was saying. That's or his ex-wife was saying that was one of the contributing factors of the reason why she left him was because of his association with Epstein. So. Just in the fact alone, when you find out, you know, who your friends are, who your actual people that you're talking to and being friends with and being cool with or doing such devilish things behind the scenes. Like, what does that say about you? Did you know about it? Did you not know about it? Were you a part of it? Did you contribute to it? Did you buy CDs? Did you buy stock? Did, were you invested in the movies? Like so many people out here are getting away with murder and not answering for it and now we're in a day of age because we're so uber sensitive that it's actually catching up to some of those folks and this just happened to be one of them gotcha makes sense so all right are you guys ready to wrap it up yes yeah okay. we- maybe okay. just yeah let's let's sweep it up and throw it away yeah <laughs> yep yep, yep. It- we yeah, we got a reminder of homework to do next week. Oh, yeah. So just a reminder, uh, next week's episode is uh, I, I mentioned this in episode twenty four. 
But the homework for next week's episode is My Choice Album, which is a prequel by the band Ghost. It came out in 2018. Swedish rock metal band. Uh, complete departure from R. Kelly. And, uh, yeah, I hope you dig it. So, okay. Uh, well, this has been Choice Tracks. You can find this on our website, uh, choicetracks.com, or you can email us at choicetracks at gmail.com. Uh, please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes. Let's go ahead and sign out. I've been Taj. I think I'm Brandon. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure who I am either. <laughs> um, <laughs> after this episode, no. Uh, I'm Damon. And now my voice is deep because my balls dropped and I'm Dietrich. <laughs> so, all right well let's go uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, pick up the needle but you keep spinning those choice tracks <laughs> <laughs>